If you're on dating sites or apps and you're getting a whole lot of nothing, chances are you really need to work on your pictures. You don't have to be the best looking guy in the world to have amazing pictures that she'll find incredibly attractive that will make her swipe right. And I just wrote a guide on how to get those pictures. It's called Profile Pics That Will Make Her Swipe Right. And it's available on my website right now at kristenandchill.com. I've now made over hundreds of dudes profiles and I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, even if he wasn't. And I've taken everything I've learned about what makes great profile pictures and I've put them in this guide. The first 20 people to buy the guide get $5 off with promo code for you, F-O-R-Y-O-U. All you have to do is enter it at checkout and you can go to kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. That's kristenandchill.com forward slash products forward slash picture guide. It's worth all the carpal tunnel, I promise. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have my friend Mel on the show who is talking about her most recent dates and the things that men did that were not so good. And we also have Christian chiming in to concur with what Mel is saying about some of the <laughs> some of the most common dating mistakes that men are making today, sadly. So keep listening. <music> Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. I am one of your hosts and probably your favorite one, Kristen. And uh, we got the uh, loser one, Marnie, here as well Hello. with me. Right, loser Marnie? <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome, Kristen. Marnie's from winggirlmethod.com. And um, we have Marnie's friend Mel on the show today who had been in relationships essentially her whole adult life and is now single and navigating this hellscape. Hey, Mel, tell hey. us about this hellscape. Hi, ladies. How's it going? <laughs> oh, great. Well, first, actually, take a step back and talk about why I've asked you to come on this show because this we haven't talked in a while. You live in Austin. I live in Los Angeles. My husband is friends with your ex-boyfriend. That's how we know each other. And then, yeah, you, you, you tell how this all kind of came to be and why I've asked you to come onto the show. Yeah. So actually, after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I was kind of just putting myself out there on some of the apps and Bumble and all those things. And I quickly realized that that was going to be a special experience. <laughs> and I right away after two like terrible encounters back to back, I, I texted Marnie and I was like, oh my God, like what you're doing is so necessary and needed for men. Like this is scary. It's um, basically philanthropy, <laughs> really. Exactly. And um, yeah, and she just was like, oh my gosh, like, would you be comfortable talking about this on the podcast? And I was like, sure, but I feel like I don't really know anything about dating. So I don't know how helpful I'm going to be. Well, you know <laughs> something about dating as yourself and the experiences that you're having. So that's yes. what I'd like you to share with us. And then if you're comfortable, I definitely want to dig into a little bit into what happened with your ex because I don't think it's ever something we've talked about on the show. So you choose. Which one do you want to cover first? Which band-aid do you want to pull off first? Let's go the first route about dating now. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So tell me 
what, like what, pro, like what happened on these two dates? Why, why is it so important about what we're doing? Because what was happening with you and men out there? So the biggest theme between the two experiences that I noticed was that these two guys via text or I, I was on Bumble specifically, so I don't know if that matters, but through the apps and through text, like they were seemed interesting and witty and funny and curious. And then because when Kristen I got them is in writing person, their messages for them, right? I am, I am. <laughs> and you're doing so great right there. Well, I um, teach guys how to talk to girls on dating apps because it's sometimes so teeth pulling to get anyone to be interesting. So well, I'm glad that they're doing a good job. Mm-hmm, they must have yeah. consulted with me first. They must have. And then in person, it was just such a switch. I mean, the first uh, gentleman that I went out with, he just went on and on and on. I don't think he asked me a single question the entire time we were there together. And I'm fine. Like I, I get, I'm curious about people. So I like learning about someone's past and I don't even mind someone telling me about their past relationships or, you know, things like that. It's just, you kind of want it to be a two-way street for sure. Well, a two-way street meaning that he also asks you questions or he asks you the same question back. That he would ask something back. I don't necessarily need it to be the same question, I guess, but just to show that he's curious about my past. So then I found myself like inserting things weirdly because I was like, well, I guess I want him to know a little bit about me. So I was like then inserting random comments. Oh yeah, like I just broke up with my boyfriend three months ago or, oh yeah, I was married before too. Right. You know, and it felt and strange. just gloss right over it and go yeah. right into what I was saying, right? Exactly, yeah. totally. Yeah. So I wonder if guys do that because they're nervous. A lot of them do. There's certain Someone guys else, who- a friend of mine, we discussed that piece of it. And I'm curious about that too. Well, um, I will say yes. Well, I will listen. So there's, I've talked about this before on the show. I've told you what I've told my, my, told my sister-in-law a long time ago. And I've told other women too. Um, most men are taught that awkward silences are no good and they have to fill the space or else they are like a loser man that the girl is going to dump instantly and not be attracted to. So they're, there is this pressure and fear to carry the conversation and to make sure that that girl is having fun and also to present yourself as someone interesting. And if that girl keeps asking you questions, you keep thinking, oh, she wants to know about me. And if you're nervous, you're also forgetting to ask questions back. And so I remember a really long time ago when my sister-in-law was single that she had met this guy. They went out socially with each other and through her friends. And as a big group, they were all interacting and there was a comfort level and there was a back and forth of conversation, which was really nice. So she agreed to go on a date with him. She thought it was really cute and really fun and interesting. And on the date, he was doing the same thing. He just kept talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. She's the same thing. She's, she's inquisitive. She's curious. She asks questions, but she was getting really frustrated that he wasn't asking her any questions back. She went to the bathroom. She texted me and she said, what the hell's going on? This guy was so cool before. And now he's being like this egotistical prick who doesn't want to ask me a single question. And I told her to go back to the table, put her hand on his forearm, look him in the eye and smile. And she could even say like, I'm having a really great time just to calm him down. And she wrote me back like a few hours later and basically said, your voodoo magic worked. Thank you so much for that suggestion. It totally transformed the entire date. He calmed down and we just, you know, ended with a 15-minute makeout session in his car. So I I wouldn't say that that's necessarily all men, but a, a lot of men are nervous on the dates. And so I know that a lot of women don't know that. So maybe if you're speaking to men, maybe you could tell them some signs to look for that even though a girl is being responsive, that she's getting a little bit irritated that they're not asking questions back. What are things that they could look for that could say, oh, I should ask a question right now? Or should they just know to ask questions? 
Yeah, that's all really interesting to ponder on. I And well, the other thing too is I kind of go back to not blaming myself, but also taking responsibility in the fact of what type of questions was I asking? Like, And that was a couple of the other things that came, well, you know... I'm new at this. So I've only like been out in the wild for a couple of months here, like maybe four. So I'm, you know, I was just asking standard, like, you know, like, what do you do for a living? What, what's your past relationship stuff? Like all that. But my, me personally, like if I were to go out with you guys as friends or just meet somebody, I tend to go pretty deep, pretty fast because I really want to get to know somebody. So I think I need to be more mindful of just doing that in those situations too, and not going by the quote unquote book of like what I feel like I should be asking. Oh, interesting. So you were asking questions that you felt like you should be asking instead of questions you really wanted to be asking? Yeah, kind of. Because I mean, you can talk about what someone's doing and what their past relationship is like in five to 10 minutes, depending on the severity of their well, past relationship. But... wanted to be asking? Because that's an interesting topic. Yeah. I know that honestly, men, women hold back on asking certain things on the first date because it's not kind of cool. Sometimes they get the same thing for men, like certain questions, if you ask that are too deep or too personal or, you know, too real, some people don't like it depending on how long they've been out of a relationship for. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I say, you know, deep or going, I guess for me, what I'm really learning about this whole dating thing is what is really important to me. And what's really important to me is like wit and humor. That is like my number one thing that I'm realizing now that I, so I think what I need to be doing is asking questions or talking about things to see how that comes out of someone naturally, because you can be witty and funny in your messages and then you get in person with somebody and that is not them. Right. Well, yeah, because you're sort of asking them semi-serious questions and therefore you're not. Right. But you are, I mean, if you are naturally witty and funny, like my co-host, then it's going to come <laughs> out naturally anyway. Well, so Kristen, that's what I think. Kristen, do you have, do you have a different co-host? <laughs> I haven't met her. I was talking about my stand-in co-host from last week. Oh, uh, yeah. That's so bitch. freaking funny. It's absolutely crazy. But like, Kristen, do you have the same thing where you find that you get into conversations you're not really wanting to get in on dates and there's other things that you'd rather be talking about? If it's about me, then we're right on track. So <laughs> no, it usually is. No, I don't know. Honestly, I, I haven't gone on a formal date now in many, many, many months. So I'm a little bit rusty in that world. But I have been on dates where guys have been the runaway train of talking about themselves. And it's and I can never seem to tell it if it's nerves or if it's arrogance. And they mm. seem deeply uninterested in me. And so there's... It's weird because the whole negging thing of making a woman attracted to you by kind of diminishing her self-esteem can work in the sense of, you know, busting her balls a little bit. But when you diminish her self-esteem in the sense you don't even really recognize she's there yeah. across from you, that's not attractive at all. Yeah, I, I completely like, agree with you. Deal. I was just trying to think of a recent yeah. example. There was there's somebody that I have to interact with. I hope, God, I thought of this the other day where I was like, this is the prime example of a person who thinks that he's entertaining me but he's not including me in the conversation at all. And I'm just like sitting there nodding and saying, ah, that's funny. Well, I can talk trash about (laughs) my sister doing that, which hopefully can connect to the guys doing it. But my sister has this thing where she just talks about her daughter and her job over and over and over. And I'll hear her tell the same story four times in a day because she'll have four different audience members. And... And for her, she truly thinks this is what people are interested in and what they want to hear. And I think it's what gives her some sort of purpose or it makes her feel like she's 
like like you said, Marnie, entertaining the person. Um, right. But it's really doing the opposite where it's kind of pushing people away. And I don't really know how you shine that mirror on someone without being a dick because it's my sister and I won't even say, that's the fourth time I've heard the story about the pumpkin. Stop it. Right. Like I can't do that. Yeah, so I've known I her know. my whole life. How would I say it to a dude? It's a little bit of a tricky area. Especially a and especially a dude that you don't know. Right. So you can't even give him the benefit of the doubt to say, oh, you actually are a good person or you're nervous or whatever it is. Well, I was watching, I, my news sources watching The View. I like to hear all their different <laughs> views on stuff. And they have like a segment from the recent interview with Meghan Merkel. And she's apparently having a really hard time. Yeah, good. Postpartum. Like her. <laughs> and everybody in Britain doesn't like her either. But it was a very interesting little clip that they showed um, because they were interviewing her and and the interviewer said, well, how are you doing? And she started to give her a response. And then she said, you know what? Thank you so much for asking me that. Nobody ever asked me that question. Oh, and I, please. I, I, well, shut up. People ask. <laughs> but, but you could also say the same thing to an attractive woman. Oh, I'm sure people ask you questions all the time. You're so pretty. You don't mean that. It's the same thing, right? But at the core, she's saying like, you, that's nice that you acknowledged me. So uh, like even a princess can feel ignored. So I would say as a general rule for guys, even if they are nervous, you know, answer two questions from a woman and have something in you that signals to you to ask a question. Maybe set a reminder on your phone that after seven minutes, you're supposed to ask, but whatever it is that can remind you to do that, that is what you should do so that you are back in that swing of asking questions back and it doesn't become like the you show for nerves or whatever. That's a good it tip. Yeah. I like that tip. That's yeah. I, it's not natural. I would almost, well, I'd be curious, Mel, what would you think about this if a guy, because you said you like wit and humor, if yeah. he like took out a pad and he was like, okay, checked off the two things I want to tell you. Now I need to check <laughs> off two boxes or you need to check off two boxes. And he like took out an actual little notepad. Would that be weird to you or would you find that funny? Okay. So as you're saying it, I'm kind of laughing to myself, but then I'm thinking, if I liked him, I would probably think that's funny. But if I thought he was, if I wasn't interested, I would probably think it's weird. Right. That's how it works with everyone. So, but as you were saying it, I was kind of laughing to myself. So I probably would think that's well, funny. Well, because you're, you're I, also I, picturing somebody that you're attracted to. So of course you would like, right. like oh, that's adorable. And then if it's somebody who's really but awkward, if, who's like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if the guy from said date did that, I don't know how I would feel about it. Right, right. I think it's all in the performance. If, you know, if the person, and I think almost we're doing what, or I'm doing what he did on the date, which was start talking about stuff that uh, not everyone wanted to talk about because I feel like I might be dragging this on a little bit too long. But it's all in the performance. So if the person that you're on the date with thinks he's entertaining someone, he can become actually entertaining and by the way he stops himself from being entertaining, if that makes yeah. sense. What's an example of that for you? Or like yeah. how... That would be the like pull out a notebook. And oh, like, gotcha. Oh, check, I just did this bit and that bit. And now, you know, like, and so it'd be entertaining. It's catching Catch- yourself. It's yeah. catching you. Yeah. You're it's, like, oh my God, yes. It'd be you doing know, like, it's oh. interesting what you guys are saying though about the entertaining piece because what really threw me at the end of this date that we're talking about was that he asked to have another one. And at the end I'm of the sure date, I was like, time. this was literally <laughs> the work. Yeah. yeah <laughs> right. He was talking about, about himself. himself. Right. Um, So, you know, navigating that's always interesting. And like I said, I'm kind of new at this. So I didn't really say that I didn't have a great time, which I totally own. Um, And then I I actually never heard from him again. So that I'm curious. I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. weird. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, he's probably so, doing the same thing as well. Or maybe he just decided afterwards he wasn't interested. So th- that's interesting. Okay. So let's go to date number two, where you said you had a, a situation as well. Oh, date number two. Whew, it's a doozy. So similar situation. Uh, lots of, n- not a lot of questions, a lot of talking, but then, but this particular gentleman decided to tell me that he didn't, he'd been living in his apartment for three months and still didn't have a bed. And then he went into telling me about this girl he was kind of dating from Bumble and went into like some serious details about it. Like the reason they weren't together is because he didn't want to have sex right away. And I was like, okay, I'm all for sharing, but like too much, too too much. Well, yeah. It's like, you're not his, his sister. Like that's information (laughs) for his sister. Well, I'm not really sure of the context of of how he was expressing this to you, but I'm guessing in a couple of ways, he's either trying to turn the situation or the conversation to a sexual space to see if you're comfortable with that kind of conversation by bringing up sex and giving you a scenario to see your thoughts on it. Or he's trying to present himself as a man of value who has options. And can you... I say option number three, which is people look at dates as therapy. No, people bring their shit to a date and then they're like, oh, I have someone to talk to. And then they can leave and not have to see that person again, just like a therapist. And first, okay, so so yeah, so so three three different things. Okay. And so then can you give the female perspective on that from, for all three points? So like, let's... Let's just say he is trying to impress you in some way, or he is trying to gear the conversation towards something more sexual. What's the female perspective on that? About why coming out too soon, too strong with those stories is is not something that's going to get you talking more sexually? Well, mostly because I hadn't really done any talking at all. So I think if you're going to go that route, you maybe need to have a little bit more engagement from the female side just in general. But also don't don't ever use uh, fuel from another girl you're dating to get another girl you're dating to want to sleep with you, if that makes right. sense. Well, that can work for some Like, don't become another girl yeah. you're dating from Bumble. It's weird. It's not... We know you're probably dating other people, but it's not something we really necessarily... You know, it's like we all know that, like, someone farted. We're not going to bring it up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I think from- asking about somebody's past... Relationships. I don't know that you should just mention like one that you're still kind of in. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think when you ask about someone's past relationships, it's more like it's their history. Head. Yeah, like like that and very. Yes. Well, we uh, we had Adam Lyons on the show recently. Kristen wasn't able to be on that show. I think she was sleeping or something. But um, no, <laughs> no, it just wasn't in the calendar. So yes, Adam Lyons was on our show, and he was talking about how to steer the conversation in a more sexual direction. Cause that's what I'm, I'm hearing going on either that, or he was just trying to have some sort of therapy, like got there and said, this isn't going to go in the direction that I wanted to. So I may as well just have like an extra ear or female perspective. So maybe, maybe that is, is the case. But if he was trying to steer it towards something more sexual, Adam Lyons, I thought it was really smart what he had said. Um, he said sort of like to separate yourself from the sexual conversation first. So always talk about somebody else to, to start going in that more sexual direction. So he would say that women like talking about people. We naturally like talking about people. It's it's in our biology to just do that, not to bash people, to, to talk about relationships and interpersonal. That's in my biology. Right? It is. It is a part of us. But he was saying that you can 
turn towards other people while you're out on a date and, and say something like, okay, what's their deal over there? Like, are they dating? Are they not? And so like, then you can start to talk about their body language and how they do things in the bedroom and how like maybe she's the wild one. So you, so you put the sexual conversation outward first to see how she is comfortable with that, to see if she's open to that, to turn it to a more sexual nature. And then you can bring it back to you, yourself, each other, how you guys do things sexually in the bedroom. And then you can escalate it to talking about other things um, if that's the direction that you want to go. But like for me, even just hearing that he was bringing up those things, I'm assuming it was him listening to somebody else's advice and using it incorrectly uh, or just being completely clueless. But from a female perspective, I, I would not be motivated by that, which a lot of men think that women might be motivated to suddenly think, oh, I better step up my game so that I'm the next person in his bed. I wouldn't be. Maybe somebody who was in their 20s, they might be, but not somebody in 30s or 40s or 50s or 60s, whatever. It wouldn't be something that would entice them to want to then get your attention more. It would actually turn them off, which is what Mel's saying especially the no bed thing. I'm like, even if that is what he was doing, like he had no bed. Was he making, just trying to see if I'd do it on the floor? Like what, what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, that was, yeah. It's interesting. Well, so it's like, so interesting. So after those two terrible experiences, I got off Bumble because I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I'm curious about... So you were meeting guys that you liked on Bumble. You were like, oh, these are actually really nice guys. Their profiles sound good. I'm liking the exchange with them. Yes. Enough to, you know, engage. Well, but are you also in the place where you're still sort of, you know, recovering from a breakup and just trying to get push yourself to get out there? Oh, yeah. I'm for sure probably not really in a place to actually meet someone right now. And I didn't want to get to a place where I became like cynical and didn't put myself out there. Absolutely. Okay. So I wonder what you're putting out there when you go on dates because yeah, you might either have a wall. I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to start assessing you, but that's interesting. So that many women will go out not really being open or ready to dating. But I will say from what I can hear from Mel so far is that you seem very nice, Mel. And I think you probably make guys feel comfortable to talk to you and to kind of just open up and go. So if I were you, I would put out more of a, not bitchy energy, but a little bit more of a, I need to approve of you also, you know, in this process, dude. So don't get ahead of yourself energy, but not in a, I don't know if that's, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because you seem like you're like... It does, but then you're biting yourself in the ass either way. Like, okay, so then you're going to make it harder for your dates to happen. There's other ways. (laughs) There's there's other... Listen, if we were doing a show for women, I have tons of advice on how you can actually finesse that a little bit so that you can help yourself out on the date and bring out the best in the guy that you're sitting across from. But most of this is geared towards men, so I want to keep on target for them. So for, for the guys that are listening, are they coming across women who are not in the space to be dating? Or do you think that if it actually went really well, you could have been open to either continuing dating, sleeping with them, or getting into another relationship? I think I for sure could have. Like, I think really? I am at that place where if it, if I did feel a connection with somebody, I would definitely be open to it because I am open to 
being with somebody long-term, like I'm, I want a committed relationship and a long-term relationship in my life. So, you know, I think I just had a couple of bad ones back to back. The, yeah. the other thing for guys though, that I would love to like talk through is, I mean, the apps is one thing, right? And like, I think it's important in our, how people date now. And it's a, it's a great way to meet people. And I'm noticing as a single woman, like out in the wild, just out and about people aren't, there's not a, I haven't really been hit on, like no one's really coming up to me. Like, so I'm wondering about that for guys. Like, is there a little bit of intimidation in that area? Well, so then let's step into that. So forget about, I don't know how to answer for the guys, but how to answer for you is you would actually like to be hit on. You would like to be approached. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. I would prefer to meet someone like in my real life because that way I know they're in the same places as me. They're doing the same things as me. Uh, Absolutely. Okay. So where would you be open to somebody approaching you and, and how would you want them to start that? I would say I would probably be open... I can't think of a situation where I wouldn't be open that comes to mind. Um, but like, what about, at, what about at the gym? Um, I don't work out in a traditional gym, so that wouldn't really be a good one for me. But <laughs> my, I take, I do Orange Theory, so it's like kind of like be kind of hard, I guess. Right. But um, right. like at the grocery store, let's say, like Whole Foods, shopping. Like, I guess if somebody came up to me and, again, probably would have to say something witty or funny or that's what would probably put my guard down. Okay. But would you also have to be attracted to them? I, that is also a tough question for me because I'm starting to figure out that someone becomes more attractive to me when I find them funny and witty. So I'm not like one that has a specific type or that I'm drawn to certain physical characteristics of a man. Okay. So I think my, I have a little bit more options maybe because I don't, I'm not so specific in that area. Yeah. You really like personality. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. So if he were to just make a witty comment and then would he be able to ask you out right then and there, or would you need more conversation? How, I would probably how would need a little more yes? conversation. I would say if we were chatting at Whole Foods, he came up, he said something funny, witty. We had a little banter back and forth. I feel like asking for my phone number or for my Instagram would be like totally acceptable. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And Kristen, what about you? Well, the Instagram thing I actually want to comment on because I think if someone asks for your Instagram, I understand it's a way to connect, but then it leaves the woman kind of confused as to like, you know, well, if I'm if I'm not that interested and I give him my Instagram, does he think now I'm interested? But if he asks for my number, I would say no to my number, but yes to the Instagram. I wish a guy well, who's interested... Not in, everybody's like, you trying to get a, more followers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I know. But if a guy says, can I get your Instagram? What it does is it puts the girl in a weird position of if I wanted to say, if I wanted to go on a date with him, I'd be like, yeah. If I didn't want to go, go on a date with him, I'd be like, yeah. So... You can't decipher when a guy asks for your social media more so because if you want to say no, then he's he's like, oh, well, I just asked for your social media. Like I, you know, I didn't well, ask you. Let's out. say you let's say you weren't an entertainer where social media actually was really important. Let's say you were a lawyer. No, Do you think that that no, would apply? Yeah, absolutely. I, really? Just basically what I, the reason I mentioned that so quickly is because I wrote a blog on it on my website the other day because this guy asked me for my Facebook and I wasn't interested in him, but we had been chit-chatting. He helped me at, uh, he helped fix my tire. I was at a 
car place, like a shop yeah. thing. And so it would have been strange for me to say, no, you can't have my Facebook because we had just been chatting in a friendly way. But if he had asked for my number, I would have said, I'm not interested. Do you see what I'm saying? So when you ask for someone... Because right. are you saying like the Facebook isn't really clear on what the yes, intention yes. is? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So anyway, that was interesting, kind of, even though it is pretty clear. Yeah, but also no, because if I said, if he said, can I have your Facebook? And then I said, well, I'm not interested. He could then say, well, I just wanted to connect with you on Facebook. I wasn't going to make sense that. what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So basically what I'm trying to get to ask is... Ask for the number. If... Yes. If you're interested in dating a girl, ask for a number. If you're interested in being buddies and you're just like, oh, I like this person socially, ask for their Instagram or their Facebook or their, you know, I social like media. That's so I would never just give out my Facebook. <laughs> I just, but people, that's what they do. Like, so that's what that dude did to me, the tire place guy. And actually, I just wanted to say what happened with him was I was at Starbucks and he came in, but I didn't recognize him and he kept looking at me. And this was a month ago that I had gotten my tire changed or a new tire. And so, he was staring at me and he had asked for my Facebook and I'm like, how do I know this guy? And, and he, I could tell he was trying to approach me and I go, oh my God, in my head, I was like, it's the tire guy. And so it was strange because, <laughs> you know, I could tell he wanted to approach me. He had already friended me on Facebook. Like, is he going to ask mm-hmm. me on a date? Is he not? And then he just walked away. I could tell he was really nervous. <laughs> no, but that that's interesting though. But I feel like maybe the Instagram thing for me too is because I, I do run a business and I'm on the social space a lot. So it's almost like a easier barrier of entry. It's almost like I would have probably given my, my business one instead of my personal one. So, but that, that makes sense I, what you're saying. Yeah. I just think a guy should start with the number. And then if you're like, um, well, I don't know. And then you can say, okay, well, what's your Instagram? And then go down to the social media stuff. Right. And like yeah. a rebuild from there possibly. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So I like hearing that you are open at all times. Would you, do you have, do you have other single girlfriends that you're hanging out with right now? Not a ton. Okay. A lot of my friends are either in relationships or married. So that's definitely been something to navigate too. Right. That's a hurdle as well. Well, Yeah. Sorry, go on. And we've actually never really, I don't think we've ever really talked about that. And it's something that I'm coming to experience too, because now my, all my friends have babies. I think I'm the, I have one friend without a baby, but they all have husbands, not even just boyfriends. And so I'm kind of in this really weird world of, I can't really meet anyone through them because they're only hanging out with other couples. And so when you're in this limbo space, like, what do you do? Who are you around for the with? divorces? I know. I'm waiting <laughs> for the second round. I'm waiting for the... I'm know, totally down for the second round. I actually yeah. like would love to meet somebody that already even has kids. Right. There you go. <laughs> Built-in family. Yes, let's do it. Well, so the interesting thing is that Bumble actually has a thing where you can make female friends now, right? I I believe so. You never do that, but still. But you could. But then it's like, that's a whole nother thing where it's like, now I have to go meet new friends to meet a man. It's like, seems like so much. I don't have a lot of free time. Right, Right, that's true. Well, you don't have to have other single friends to meet men. Right. So, but... but the but it is nice to have yeah. single people to go hang out with at a social event or a bar where it's not all of yeah. your married oh, friends who are exactly. going to leave go it. Go <laughs> oh my God. They're the worst about yeah. that. Everybody's yeah. like trying to hook you up. And I'm like, you guys. Well, they're all trying to live for you because they are so <laughs> bored. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick totally. break and we are going to come back with mail. So hold tight. Hey you, this is Marnie, and thanks for listening to the Ask Women podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also, give us five stars, just because. All right, we are back. Okay, so Mel, 
I do want to get a little bit personal for a moment and tell me if you're not comfortable with the questions that I'm asking. And I will continue okay. asking them until you answer. No, I'm just joking. I will, I will stop instantly. <laughs> um, but so the last relationship that you were in, how long were you in a relationship for? I would say three years, three and a half. Three, three years. And yes. do you mind saying how old you are? I'm 35. 35. Okay. So when you were 32 is when you, when you guys met. And yeah. so you guys are on good terms. You're not talking right now because it's just easier for you. But what, what was the main reason for the breakup? Honestly, the biggest thing was our long-term thoughts on family and marriage. He was a super hard no on family, kids of any kind. And I'm not a no yet. I'm just a, I don't want it to be a no. So we kind of were like, you know, how much longer do you really do this dance? Right. So, well, so, so was that topic ever brought up before in the race? You know, it's interesting because we definitely did talk about it in the beginning when we started dating and I went into the relationship with him right out of a divorce. So I think like family and marriage was so far, like, I don't know if I could ever approach that again mindset. Right. Um, so it was definitely, I was always really, I, I'm pretty clear that I think that I will mother in my life, like through adoption or something. So that was something I was really clear with him about in the beginning. So I don't know. It's like one of those things though, when you're kind of coming out of a divorce and then you're in a really fun new relationship, that's great and easy. That stuff maybe gets pushed to the side. But when I turned 35 this year, it was when I was like, wait a minute, like this is kind of serious. We need to talk about this. Yeah. And so... so well, so maybe some advice for for guys out there. When when do you think it would have been a good idea for that to be brought up that it was it was a hard no to having kids? Like would you have appreciated it coming out sooner? Would you have wanted that conversation to happen earlier in the relationship? I know that you said you were, you know, riding off of a divorce and it's sort of yeah. buried a little bit, but would you have wanted that to be said before? Like, when, when do you think it should have been talked about? I mean, I think in our situation, I even if he would have said it very clearly that that was a no from the beginning, I probably would have still stayed in the relationship because it was a really good relationship. Yeah. But for guys out there, you know, it's a fine line, right? Because it's like, you don't want, you don't necessarily want to lead with that. But if that's true for you and that's really important, then I think it probably does need to come up sooner rather than later. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So I don't know the perfect timing on it for sure, but you know, and then there's always that thought that maybe one party will change their mind once they're in a relationship or these things. So that's a tough one. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't have an answer for it to be honest, but I, yeah, it is. It's something tough to navigate around. So then, so let me ask you a question and try and be as honest as possible. So right now when you're dating is the main question that you do want to ask on a date is whether or not somebody wants to have a baby. I'm definitely not leading with that, but I okay. think it the would one, be the one you want to know. Yeah. I think it would be something that I definitely would be curious about. Well, and also because for me, I'm not it's a little different because a lot of women my age actually want to physically have a baby. But for mm -hmm. me, I'm open to doing that or not doing that. I'm open to adoption. I'm open to mothering someone else's children. So I have a big window, I feel like. Right, so you're uh, open to a guy with yeah, kids already. Exactly. Whereas some people might not want that and they want children of their own. And that's like very specific. And I think you probably do need to find that out sooner rather than later. Well, I like that there's certain options on dating sites now, like Hinge. They have um, just in the little 
little about part, just short, you know, the short answers that you just fill in with yes or no questions. They have interested in kids or not interested in kids or whatever. And it's just like a little detail right next to their height. And it's, I think it's good because rather than having to bring it up, the, yeah, the dating app did it for you. So now, you know, he wants kids someday. Cool. Now you can chat. You don't have to bring it up and make it awkward. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Well, the next question that I want to ask is, is this clouding how you're dating? Do you think? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's still very fresh for you. So you, you kind of are in the reboundish stage. I don't actually know, but I'm assuming there's a bit of, of, of that happening for you. But do you think that this is like the number one priority versus finding compatibility? Or is it something that you are able to, to, to not put on the back burner, but like, like there's some women who go on dates who just have the focus of getting married, having a baby. And any if they present it as if any guy could slot into those positions and that doesn't feel very good for, for men to. Are, do you think that you are doing that in any way? Or is it something... No, that is not that is okay. not me. Because I, I definitely don't... Like I said, I'm not, I'm not 100% a yes on any way of the family situation. So I feel like there's a lot of ways to cook an mm-hmm. egg. So to me, it's more important to have the connection with somebody and, you know all that other stuff first. So how, like, without a guy saying, so do you want kids? Like, what would be a great way for men to express to women that kids is definitely something that they want? So let's say they weren't on Hinge and you met them somewhere else where that box isn't checked. Like, how, how would you be comfortable with a guy expressing that to you where it wouldn't be too much, like maybe he's too focused on having kids? Yeah, that's interesting too, because that's a good question for someone like me, because I don't necessarily want to have children of my own. So if somebody was like, I really want to have kids of my own, that would give me a something to think about, but also open up the conversation, which is what you really have to have in these scenarios to find out where somebody lies on that line. Oh, cool. Like you want kids? you know, are you open to like non-traditional ways of doing that? Oh, okay, cool. Or they're like, Ooh, no, like I really want a child of my own. Oh, okay. So I think it just kind of opens the doorway to the conversations, which is good. I I would just kind of jokingly be like, women love accessories and babies are just like kind of really expensive accessories. (laughs) Do you want a new accessory? Because it's like you decorate them, you kind of stylize them. (laughs) You put headbands on them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So you would actually, you would like that product. I don't think it would. I think it's something, I mean, do I think that a guy should bring that up on the first date? I don't necessarily think so, but I think the first date is really for feeling each other out and just having a good time with one another. And if you can do that and you can get to a second, third and fourth date, I mean, probably I would say by the third or fourth date, if you're really vibing with somebody, you need to have some of these. But do you think you'd like, let's say you were really vibing on the first date and then he didn't tell you about his thoughts on kids. Would you then go to your girlfriends and say, Oh, really like him but what if he doesn't want to have kids like like um, I guess my point is would it scare you off if you were really vibing and he's like listen I just want to get all this stuff out of the way with I don't know if it's going to be you but I definitely don't want kids I definitely do want kids I want it I want marriage and commitment um would you like to go on a second date <laughs> it might scare me off on the it might okay. scare me off on the first date okay and Kristen what about you because I yeah uh, it wouldn't scare me off because I'm 
I'm in that mindset. If I wasn't in the mindset, maybe it would. But would you appreciate it? If a guy was open about wanting kids? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On a first date? But I'm also 36. Yeah, on a first date. It's like, basically, I've realized throughout doing this process or throughout doing this podcast, when I went from dating to single to dating to now not really caring about dating, that women that we've had on the show or just people that we've had on the show have said some really some really out there things to me at the time that are now reasonable. So I remember before we had a woman on our show and she was like, oh, I just, you know, like I basically sent a list to the guy I was going out with and I was like, I want this, 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 and this. He agreed. He wanted the same things and we got married basically. And so- Oh, that was Laurel. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she was basically just cutting through all of the excess garbage and time that you're going to put into this and just getting down to the bare, bare bones. And before when I wasn't so not, quote unquote desperate, but before when I wasn't as old or really wanting a family or something like that, I was like, oh, that's crazy. But now I'm yeah. going, oh, that kind of makes sense. So I think yeah. it just changes as you do. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, that's um, for sure true. So uh, let's, let's get to some online things. So you have been on Bumble. So tell me about how you use the app and like how you decide if somebody is a right swipe or a left swipe. Okay. So I don't, I, I'm not into people that don't have anything written in their profiles that are just pictures. So that's a for sure. No. Are there any pictures that you're like, no, I'm don't ever do that. Big on like gym selfies, like mirror selfies. I don't know. Yeah. But that's also, yeah, because that's either. not my vibe. So I think that's, I guess I'm drawn to maybe the type of images that I would share. Yeah. What else? I like when they, when the bios are, cause I'll, I'll read the bios and the, I'm into that. Some people, some women aren't, but I like to like see what a guy has to say because I think it also shows their personality a little bit as much as you can, you know, in written words. But that, that's, that's saying that you're attracted to their picture, right? I actually, I, I can't be like unattracted to their picture, but if I'm like, oh, huh. And then I read and then I'm like, oh, oh that's funny. Okay. Swipe. Like you're in. Right. So but what about somebody that you are very attracted to? Do you even go and bother reading their bio? I do. You do? Okay. Yeah. So then it's like the full package. Like, oh, yeah. you're really good looking. Because I'm kind of are- kind of what y'all were saying about, it's like, I, don't, I am looking for the full package. I mean, it'd be great to have, like have sex with a hot guy, but like if there's no depth, who cares? So that's kind of my thought process. Right. And so you said you definitely want witty. So does there have to be something witty in his profile? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, for example, for example, I'm jumping in because right now I'm actually scrolling through my hinge. And this guy, it says, hinge recommends people that you might be a good fit for. So it says, we think you're most compatible with this guy, Evan. He's super cute. He's like right up my alley physically. But then his little answers to the questions on hinge are so dry and boring that he, I just, I would, I'm going to swipe left as soon as I... I'm done reading it to you guys. Okay, so, I was going to say, can you read um, it? What's, what's... <laughs> yeah. So his mantra is, and then you just fill in the blank. So my mantra is, treat others as you wish to be treated. Blah, boring. This is in kindergarten. Uh, <laughs> Do unto others. Right. It's like, okay, priest. Right. Like, I don't know. Not very, the secret to getting to know me is, and his answer is, being open and honest. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> no shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then his last answer is, it says, I'm a regular at dot, dot, dot. And he wrote my local pool table. 
And it's like, there's nothing interesting or witty about any of those answers that would make me go, I want to talk to this guy, even though he's incredibly attractive. Like he's, he's absolutely my type 100%, but he's a, he's a no, because there's no personality I in agree. that. Zero. Do you agree? Ma- yeah. Okay. So you, I do. You- Cause that's a lot of the struggle with some of the profile stuff is people put such generic things that, or even like what they're do- looking for. I'm looking for, you know, somebody to spend my time with and you uh, it's like, yeah, yeah obviously. Like, that's what a relationship is. Let's like get that. a level beyond yeah. that. <laughs> totally. So then what would be better? It's so funny if I were to look at both. Actually, Kristen's probably is really good. I was going to say, there's so many women out there who are like, I like this and this and this. And you go on and you look at what they write and it's so dull and <laughs> boring. Oh my God. Well, mine is, I'm going to read it to you really quickly, just so it's so short. So mine, I mean, and mine's obviously extreme, but the answers to my questions. So the sign of a first the sign of a great first date, dot, dot, dot. I wrote, don't want to walk in front of a bus. <laughs> okay. Answer number one. Uh, number two, I'll fall for you if, dot, dot, dot. And this is it's cheesy, but you tie together <laughs> or you tie my shoelaces right. together. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm not going to answer these questions seriously. If you answer them seriously, it's like, it's so right, cheesy. But, are, but are there women um, out there who are like, that is very sweet? Probably. But it's like... I don't know if there's nothing to hold on to. So I'm sure there are women like that because there's a lot of mundane kind of blah people, which is fine. And they're going to find each other. But if you are not that, but that's what you're putting out, you're never going to attract someone with your kind of what you're looking for. Because sometimes I'll end up talking to a guy like that on, on an app like this out of going, I just, you know, I, I can't find anyone else. Okay, sure. Even though you have no personality and you're really cute, I'll write to you. And then once we get writing, he's like, he loosens up and he's like, oh, wow, it's okay to have personality. And it's almost like he's surprised. Right. And so I wish people would just drop the guard of like, I have to answer politically correctly and uh, just like their grandmother would like. Right. Yeah, no. So, but I mean, so many guys, I think, are getting swiped left on because of that genericness. Mm-hmm. And they, but they think they're answering the way women want to hear an answer. But that's in their, that's in like the fantasy world of where women are 19, in 1950 yeah, and have no I personality. Agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. And for guys on the apps, like what do they, same with us as women, like what do we really have to lose by just saying really something more interesting or more funny or more like ourselves? You know, right. I mean, that's the whole point of it. Yeah, that's where the fun is. All right, and that is a perfect place to end yes. this show because my computer's about to die as well. So we're ending this show now. <laughs> but Mel, thank you so much for coming on and talking with us and being like just so open. I think it's really helpful for the guys that are listening to this show and really helpful for Kristen and I as well. Did you want to you know, plug anything? I know you have your own business. Do you want to tell people about it? Well, thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, I was like awesome. so nervous, but it was great. <laughs> I do have my own business. It's more geared towards women, but we host, uh, it's called the Flower Social and I host flower arranging workshops and parties in Austin, Texas, but I'm expanding Amazing. this year to other cities. So if anybody listening or you all know anybody that would want to run a business like that in their own that city, awesome. hit me up. That's cool. I love it. I love it. It's and your flower arrangements are beautiful. So I think that you do a very good job at what oh, you do. Thank you so much. And you're wonderful and awesome and cute and bubbly and just absolutely wonderful. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on this show. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Sometimes I post a little bit earlier. I also post now on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash Marnie Kinneris. And I am going to be changing soon to a brand account on YouTube. 
So it, that URL might change. I don't know if it forwards, but anyway, it should be there. And that goes up on Friday. So you can watch, listen, whatever through YouTube as well to the week's episode. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week. Bye.